0: hello beautiful people and welcome to the inner growth podcast if you are a new listener a returning listener or a long time listener I'm so grateful you're here today and i'm so grateful i get to spend a few minutes with you today and i get to chat with you and i hope you enjoyed today's episode we're gonna do a little 23 things i learned in 2023 reflection i took some time today to sit down and journal out my main learning lessons this year and i'm super excited to share them with you guys i feel like in inner growth fashion right it's really important to take stock of your growth it's really important to take a moment and realize what you learned this year realize what different things did you just begin to absorb this year and what became a part of your mindset and your reality and your approach to life because one day you're going to look back on this moment and you're going to see that you were growing you're going to see that it was a key moment in your journey and that it taught you a lot And that's why it's really important to try to reflect in the moment and try to take stock of your learning lessons as they're happening. So with all of that said, let's jump into the episode. And before we do, if you have enjoyed this podcast in 2023, if inner growth has made an impact in your life, if it's helped you with your mindset, I would love if you took a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Or subscribed on YouTube. Those are two amazing ways to support the show. Or you can send me a message and let me know how you've liked the podcast and what has been your favorite episode. I have loved seeing all the Spotify wrapped that were shared on stories, on Instagram, and seeing inner growth be a part of your year. It literally makes me so happy, and the podcast experienced so much growth this year in the listenership and just overall, right? Like I started recording in a studio and I had awesome guests on and I had my own office at home. So I started setting up my own studio at home and started the YouTube and recording on video. And there was just so much that happened and so many special things that came out of 2023 for the podcast. And I'm so excited to see where 2024 takes the inner growth family. So let's get into the episode. Let's get growing. And, I'll see you guys on the other side. Alright, let's get into it. Let's jump right in. Things I have learned in 2023. The first thing that I learned has been throughout the year lesson, but more specifically, recently. And it is that slowing down matters more than you think. I feel like on social media, there's this trend of talking about nervous system regulation and all of that, but truly what regulating your nervous system really comes down to is actually learning to calm yourself down, to slow down. And I haven't really posted about this on my social media, on Instagram, TikTok, really anything, but I had a little health scare at the end of my Europe trip when I was in Rome, I was at dinner with Pedro and I fainted after we finished dinner. And it had been a very, very crazy day. We were running around and seeing all the sights in Rome all in one day. And also we had been traveling for like three weeks. We went to 10 cities in essentially three weeks and 20 days. And it was a lot on my system. And that moment of fainting and feeling really scared caused me to go to the doctors here in Brazil for when I've been here for Christmas. And thankfully everything's okay but essentially what caused my fainting was something called vasovagal syndrome which basically means that my vagus nerve got overactivated, and essentially my body like broke down and then i fainted and what it really taught me is that if you don't slow down your body will force you to slow down and it's really important to just slow your pace and i'm someone who tends to try to pack a million things at once into my days into my weeks and I always am moving around, trying to do things really quickly and so this just taught me that it's actually really important to slow the pace on how you are doing things to move a little slower, to do a little bit less at once so that you're not overwhelming yourself and not overwhelming your nervous system and your body and your mind so that's something I'm really bringing into 2024 is slowing down, slowing the fuck down And learning to move at a more reasonable pace. Like when I'm walking, when I'm cooking, when I'm doing things in my life. When I'm trying to be productive or working or all of that. So that's lesson number one. I wanted to really start off with that. And number two is something I was actually just talking about with one of my best friends. And it is focus on what's right in front of you instead of always thinking that there's something better out there i feel like in our society there's this kind of perception that like oh my gosh like there's always something better or like oh i need to be living somewhere else or there's a better job there's a better relationship there's better friends like everyone else has it better or things that i don't have are always better and it ends up leading to this like the grass is always greener mindset and i think to truly find more peace in your life and just a better relationship with yourself and with your current reality, it's really important to focus on what's right in front of you and realize that it's enough. That things are enough as they are and in many, many ways you are cared for. And that's what developing an optimistic mindset is really about, right? It's realizing that gratitude matters and appreciating the things that you have right now matters. Number three is Quality of friendships matters more than quantity. I made an episode earlier this year in the fall about friendships and everything I've learned about friendship and all of that. And I think younger me really, really wanted to belong in my friendships. And I really wanted to be a part of a friend group, but I've always been someone who has very powerful friendships with people one-on-one and yeah that means that maybe all my friends can hang out together all the time and I don't have a group chat with all of my friends and none none of that but I have very very valuable relationships in my life and I have really learned that quality is what matters the most it's way better to be surrounded by people who you feel truly understand you who respect you who love you as you are and who cheer you on like actually instead of trying to compete with you right like Friendships that are rooted in actual love and support, it's okay if there's only a few of them. You don't have to be friends with everyone. And it matters way more to prioritize those friendships and prioritize responding to those texts from those friends who truly care about you. And to not try to please everyone and to not try to be friends with everyone. So quantity doesn't necessarily mean better when it comes to your friends. Number four perfectionism is what gets in the way of progress i feel like it's been really interesting to me as a coach because i have really focused on working with perfectionistic women specifically all of my clients have always been perfectionists and i think it's also something i talk a lot about on the podcast is healing your perfectionism and stopping this endless search for perfection because when we're trying to be perfect We, a lot of the times, procrastinate. We stop ourselves from actually starting things because we feel we don't have enough information or knowledge or experience. And perfectionism gets in the way of progress. Perfectionism is the enemy of done, right? So if you actually want to do things and try things and get better at things, you have to understand that you don't have to be perfect at it. And you have to embrace a learner's mindset. And you have to just realize that no one is perfect and it's actually just the biggest illusion that we're fed that people are expected to be perfect or that perfect people exist or that perfect lives exist everyone has problems everyone has things they're working on and you don't have to be perfect to be enough you don't have to be perfect to get people to like you and something i have recently learned about myself through one of these little online quizzes is that i actually have an anxious attachment style when i did the quiz it has you classify like your attachment style with your mother, your father, your partner, and then overall? And the funny thing was that with my mom, my dad, and my relationship with Pedro, I have a secure attachment, but my overall attachment style is anxious, which is interesting. But essentially, I think what this boils down to is that I feel that this anxiety comes out of this desire to be perceived as perfect by other people and if people see my flaws or if I mess up or if I do something that I don't consider perfect, I become anxious that people are gonna see me differently or that they're not gonna like me and things like that. And so this was a very big realization to me And I would encourage you to reflect if you are also a perfectionist or if you feel like you put a lot of pressure on yourself or if you feel like things are not good enough if they're not perfect or you think they're terrible if they're not perfect or you try to start things and then you drop it. If you miss a day or if you feel you're not doing it in a perfect way, learn that about yourself and start noticing that. And realize that if you actually want to experience progress, if you want to continue growing, if you want to continue learning, you have to let go of this idea that perfectionism is a need in your life and that you have to be perfect to be seen a certain way. Okay, moving on. Number five, consistency is the key. And this ties in very well with what I just said. Something I have learned over and over, especially this year, is consistency is what matters the most. I, for example, just to give an example for you guys, I started my YouTube channel in 2020. But I was really inconsistent. I didn't have a plan for uploading. I was just like not consistent with my uploads. And my channel did not grow for two whole years or three whole years, like 2020, 2021, and 2022. It grew very, very little. And then in 2023, I decided, no, this is my year where I'm going to actually grow my YouTube channel. I'm going to start doing YouTube for real, and I want it to be a big part of what I do with my content, and I just came up with a plan, I was like, I'm going to upload a video every single week, no excuses, and by showing up consistently, by showing up and figuring out what worked, and iterating, and learning, I was able to grow my channel, and that's probably one of the things I'm most proud of this year that I achieved when it comes down to my career, into my content creation and the same thing applies to every single area of life I made a commitment this year that I was going to do 250 workouts and it didn't matter what kind of workout duration I didn't really put many specifications on what specific workouts it had to be and none of that I just was committed to do 250 workouts and that has helped me Feel so good in my body it's helped me feel stronger it pushed me to get into running i decided i wanted to do a half marathon and so i got into running this year and literally consistency was the key it was the underlying factor between my success at reaching 250 workouts it was me showing up and committing again even if i didn't show up the day before it was about showing up the next day and just staying consistent and Consistency becomes easier when you integrate the habit you want to keep or whatever it is with your life in a more seamless way and also when it's rooted in love, right? When you're doing things because it means something to you or because you know it makes you feel good or because you know it's important and it's something that you're doing out of love for yourself, not out of punishment, not out of hate. It's really hard to be consistent when that's the intention behind it. And so consistency for it to actually be a part of your life, you have to have an intention behind what you're doing. It has to be rooted in a specific why, and that's what's going to help you stay consistent the most. Okay, number six is relationships aren't necessarily meant to be easy, but communication is what makes them better. A lot of times you're not going to see eye to eye with certain people. Like your parents like your boyfriend or girlfriend like your friends and a lot of the times when this happens it makes us want to run it makes us want to not talk about it and there's people gonna make mistakes you're gonna make mistakes and that's just a reality we're human but when you are able to have communication as a part of the relationship and you're able to hold space for difficult conversations and you're able to learn how to be a better listener Your relationships improve a lot. And I actually have an episode from earlier this year that it's called, I think, How to Communicate Better. It's my most watched video on my podcast YouTube channel, actually. And if you're looking to become a better communicator, I would recommend listening to that episode. But that's just something that I have always believed. I literally studied communication in college. Also, I studied marketing and communications. So I think inherently it's part of me i also have a gemini venus so if you know you know but communication is key and even though you might want to shut down and you might not want to talk about certain things ultimately when you don't keep people out by shutting down and holding things in or expect or expecting people to read your mind like when you're actually able to hold space For how you feel and you're able to learn how to share that in a non-violent way in a peaceful way and you're able to understand how you usually process your emotions and how you feel overall right like if you take a step back and maybe you need to do that to understand how you feel you're able to collect how you want to express those feelings in a better way and then you're able to have better conversations and it really comes down to learning how to express you're feeling because there's nuance to communication right and I think I dive into all of this in that episode because it's pretty comprehensive but ultimately it's just realizing that working on how you phrase things is what improves your communication okay moving on because we have a few to get through number seven is when you get defensive you give your power away When you get defensive, you give your power away. I'm saying that again, so it really sticks in your brain. When you get angry or lose your center or just get triggered and maybe speak in a reactive way or a defensive way, you're giving other people the power. You already gave your power away. And I have struggled with this in the past quite a few times. I feel like it happens the most, especially with my parents and it's something I'm constantly working on. But... What has helped me the most with this is just realizing that it's okay for other people to have different opinions than me. It's okay for people to feel differently than you. It's okay for people to have different opinions on topics and them having a different opinion doesn't mean they're attacking you. Doesn't mean they're out to get you. And if you're able to hold space for that and you're able to just understand that, understand that it's not an attack on you, It's way easier to not get defensive. And again, as as I mentioned earlier in this episode, I have an anxious attachment style. And so this is inevitably a part of it, right? Maybe because I'm anxious, if someone doesn't agree with me, I think they don't like me. But actually, it's just a nature of human relationships it's just part of it people are going to have different opinions and it's totally okay you don't have to convince them or change their mind and again it doesn't mean that they're attacking you they can just have different opinions than you and in doing that and in learning to respond instead of react and be more thoughtful with how you communicate you're holding your power you're staying in your power number eight people hear you better when you come from a regulated place and again this is kind of like a combination of What I just said with point number seven, with point number six, and with number one, when you're able to regulate yourself, regulate your nervous system, which ties in very closely with slowing down, people are going to hear you better. People are going to be able to understand you better. And when you're in the heat of the moment and someone isn't understanding you and you're getting frustrated because they're not seeing your point, they're not seeing what you're saying, they're not understanding it, you might talk in a way that isn't necessarily calm isn't necessarily regulated emotionally and even though you actually you know maybe speaking louder or faster because you're trying to get them to understand and you're getting frustrated that they're not understanding you that's actually not helping your case that's actually not going to help them understand you better and if you're able to take a step back and again step back into communication and communication skills and emotional intelligence and all of that then you're going to be able to Get them to hear you. They're actually going to be more likely to understand you. Okay, number nine, stretch yourself when you're setting goals. You're stronger than you think you are. What really taught me this this year was signing up for a half marathon. I remember being in Brasilia at the end of last year, where I am right now, literally one year ago. My friend Mia signed up for the women's half marathon in New York. And I was like, I need to do that. Like, I want to do a half marathon. I want to become a runner. And in that moment, I knew that it was a challenging goal. And I remember I called my dad to tell him. And he was like, Are you sure you want to do it? I had already paid. I was already signed up. But he was like, Are you sure you want to do it? Are you sure you don't want to do like a 10k before? Like, you don't have to jump right into a half marathon. I was like, do you not believe in me? Like, I'm gonna do this. And I freaking did it. I downloaded the Nike training app. I bought my running sneakers. I ran in the freaking winter in New York. I trained. I started running long distances. And every single time I showed up for a run and ran a little bit further, I showed myself what I was capable of. I stretched myself. Signing up for a half marathon wasn't an easy goal. It wasn't something that I knew I was gonna be able to do right off the bat. Like I knew it was gonna be challenging on my body, physically and mentally. And i signed up for it i st- I stretched myself and i think it's really really important to to do that with yourself to stretch yourself because when you push yourself to get out of, out of your comfort zone to do things that you never thought you were going to be able to do and you do it and you commit to it and you show up for it and you really tap into that consistency tap into that commitment tap into that energy of discipline and of just proving yourself wrong right like Proving to yourself that you can do things you didn't think you could. Like that feeling, there's nothing like it. It's really, really, really powerful. And so that's something I learned this year, for sure. Number 10, if you don't manage your stress, you're never gonna optimize your hormones. This is so important. If you don't get your cortisol in order, whether that means you're managing your caffeine, balancing your meals and eating regularly, whether you're getting enough sleep, or taking time to slow the F down. Like, if you don't prioritize these things and you're always running on overdrive and you're always pushing yourself and you're always overcommitting and you're always overstretching and you're always overpromising and you're overcaffeinated, underslept, this might result in you having skin issues, acne, your hair health might be impacted, your menstrual cycle might be impacted, like your cramps, your PMS. The regularity of your cycle, like all of that ties in with your stress. All of that ties into cortisol because cortisol is also a hormone, right? And it's all interconnected, essentially. And basically, stress management is probably the best thing you can do for your hormones. And so going into 2024, if you want to set one goal for your hormone health, I would recommend managing your stress. Whether that means you start a meditation practice or you try to go to bed before 11pm more frequently or you try to aim for one or two caffeinated drinks instead of four, or you start stretching more, or you start taking some herbal supplements. Like there's so many different things you can do, but pick one and commit to it. I have been taking a supplement that I love um, called Daily Calm from the brand Within, and I've been taking it every day, I think for like two months now. And I've actually been feeling really, really good. Like it's been helping me a lot. And I think consistency again is key here. And so just figure out one thing that you can do for your stress and stick to it. Okay, 11. Sleep is so important in every single way. For energy, for emotional balance, hunger levels, for your weight management, for your hormone health, for your liver detoxification. It's so important. And every single time I have a good night's sleep, I remember this. Every single time I wake up and I'm well rested, I realize how much better my day goes, how much more present I am, how much less stressed out I feel, how much more emotionally balanced I feel, how much my hunger levels are less out of whack, and also just like how much better like my face looks. Like I literally physically can tell a difference and this is something that has been an area for me of growth because I can procrastinate sometimes going to bed. And so going to bed earlier is something I've been really working on. And if I go to bed later, if I can, I try to sleep a little longer in the morning, especially in the second half of my cycle, just really prioritizing more sleep and more rest has made a huge difference. And I think what has helped me the most is turning off my phone after dinner, like plugging it in in the living room And getting into bed and having some type of unwinding routine, I really like doing like a little hot tea before bed, I like reading on my Kindle, I've been really into fiction books and that just really helps me like tap into another reality and just like really enjoy being in bed. And then I usually also do like some skincare and brush my teeth and stuff like that and then I get back into bed and read a little bit more, take my magnesium and then I go to sleep and something else that has helped regulate my sleep as well is setting an alarm for the same time every day usually pedro's alarm rings around 7 or 7 30 and so i just get up with him and going to bed earlier can help you wake up earlier but also if you start waking up early your body's going to start getting tired earlier and so that can help your sleep too number 12 trust the timing of each thing that comes your way Things happen in a certain time for a reason. You're always being watched out for from the universe. Like, I really believe this. And I think it's really easy to compare your timeline to other people, especially in your 20s. Like, people are getting married at different moments. People are having career growth moments at different points in their 20s. People are living with their parents and people are moving out. Some people are living with their partners and people are living with a bunch of roommates. And especially with social media, it's really easy to compare. And so just trust the timing that you are in and trust that things are going to happen for you in the way they're meant to. And what's happening to you right now can be beautiful if you choose to see it that way. And you don't have to do everything all at once, right? You don't have to do everything right now. There's still time and you can do the things you want to achieve and work towards your goals little by little and a step forward is still a step and so just trust the timing that each thing is taking. Some things will take longer, but the fact that it takes a little bit longer to happen might make you appreciate it more. So just trust that and I think sometimes I tend to try to rush things. so learning to trust the timing is really important. Number 13. overthinking is underfeeling. This one has changed the game for me overthinking is under feeling when you're getting caught up in your head and you're trying to think your way out of a situation and you're caught up on all these thoughts you're probably not taking time to feel whatever you're feeling and you're trying to like think your way out of a feeling or think your way out of a situation but maybe all that is required in that moment is for you to fully feel what you're feeling and let it suck and feel it and then let it go and once you are able to allow yourself to feel uncomfortable feelings and to just let it suck for a bit you're gonna be less likely to be caught up in that overthinking but also it's just really helpful to catch yourself when you're in that overthinking or overdoing even you're probably just trying to not fully see a situation or fully feel whatever is under the surface so whenever you catch yourself overthinking allow that to be like a moment where you snap back and you're like, okay, what am I not feeling right now? Like, what am I not owning up that is happening underneath all of this? What am I not taking time to feel? Number 14, the more you restrict something, the more you end up thinking about it. This is one of my favorite learning lessons of the year. It's not necessarily only from this year, but I feel like it's been especially highlighted this year. It's something that came up a lot as I started challenging fear foods. It's something that comes up a lot with my clients, with my one-on-one clients. I mean, when you restrict something out of your life, you're only going to think more about it. And that's where having an abundance mindset comes in, right? As opposed to a lack mindset when you're like restricting things. And so let me give you a few examples so you can kind of know what I mean. There was a period in my life when I had just moved to New York when I decided I wasn't going to drink. And I didn't know exactly for how long. It started with a month and then it ended up kind of becoming a longer period of time. It was like September through January. So September 2021 into January 2022. And I remember in the very beginning when I removed alcohol from my life, I actually wasn't doing it maybe for the right reasons. And so I would go out and I would see like my friends drinking or even pedro and i'd be like like i really wish i could allow myself to have a drink and i didn't necessarily want to like drink a lot i just wanted to have like one drink or something but because i didn't allow myself to do it and i was like restricting it out of like this weird place i only focused on like that lack instead of like enjoying the moment and like feeling free and like dancing and having fun sober which i totally can do and i do a lot of the times Um, It's just something that ended up happening. And the same thing applies to food, for example. If you tell yourself you can never have bread, like bread is like a terrible thing and you can never have it. Every single time you go to a restaurant and they bring the bread basket, that's all you're going to pay attention to. How everyone else is having the bread and you're not. Or if you have this restriction with dessert and you're like, I can't never have dessert. Dessert is the enemy. Da da da. Every single time you're having a meal, you're going to be wishing you had dessert after. Even if you're already full, even if you don't even need dessert, it's all you're going to end up thinking about. And what it also ends up leading into is if you do allow yourself to have that thing, like you're like, okay, today I'm making an exception. I'm going to have the dessert. You're way more likely to go overboard because you're in that lack mindset. You're like, I don't know the next time I'm going to allow myself to have this food, like this, this cake or whatever. I need to just eat two slices today or whatever and maybe you're gonna be really full after you're not gonna feel that good and then you're gonna feel really guilty and the reason this happens is going overboard pattern happens is because you are restricting it so the more you restrict something the more you think about it or the more you end up going overboard when you cut when you make an exception and you cut that restriction out for like a brief period so that's where having an abundance mindset comes in and that's why it's really important to realize that you actually don't really need to restrict anything unless, let's say, it's like a food intolerance or something or it really, really makes you feel terrible and like you know it's out of love like you're like doing it because it makes you feel better to restrict that thing or eliminate that thing. You actually don't have to restrict anything if it's not for those reasons, right? If it's not out of love, if it's out of like punishment or guilt or shame, that's not going to help you that's only going to contribute to this like zero or 100 pattern and so notice that within yourself notice if you are approaching things from that place okay 15 celebrate the small wins it's so important to take stock of the little things and i think a lot of the times when we achieve certain things we expect other people to celebrate for us We expect other people to buy us the cake or buy us the flowers or buy us the balloons or say congratulations. But what about saying that to yourself? What about being openly proud of what you have achieved? How beautiful is that, right? It's so important to celebrate the small wins. So I would encourage you to do that more often. It's just something I started doing. It's like when I reached a milestone or something like that. like Taking a moment and taking stock of it and allowing myself to be proud of myself and allowing myself to be happy. So important. So celebrate the small wins, baby. Okay, 16. Community is so important, especially in today's world. People are important. Our relationships are important. Our social connection is important. And you guys might remember this if you have listened to previous episodes or if you've listened to a lot of episodes this year, you might remember in the summertime, I went through a bit of a funk emotionally, mentally. I felt really low. I felt really sad. And at the end of August, I had this like moment where I kind of like broke down and I was crying a lot and I was really, really sad. And then I had a moment with myself a little bit after where I was like, No phones, I was just with myself outside in the fresh air and I just had a download and I realized that I was actually just really, really lonely. And when I got back to New York, because this realization happened when I was in Florida actually, I got back to New York after going to Florida and I decided to do something about it. So I started doing a weekly co-working with my friends, I started doing more date nights with Pedro. I had lots of friends actually visit me in Pedro, New York, and we would show them around. And then it was Thanksgiving, then it was now Christmas. So in the last couple of months, I've really prioritized my social connections and being really grateful for them and being really present with my loved ones and making fun plans and just surrounding myself with good people and good energy and prioritizing community, especially if you're someone who works from home or studies on your computer a lot or if you are self-employed, it can be very isolating and it's important to find a little bit of community around you. If you're someone who goes into an office or you engage a lot with people at work anyway, it's also important to lean on communities outside of work too and just realize that At the end of the day, social connection is one of the things that matters the most and it's also been found to be one of the biggest predictors of longevity in life. And so just remember that you don't have to do it all alone. You don't have to glorify alone time to this extent where you isolate yourself. Remember that it's important. People are important and make time for your connections. Okay, 18. Don't take things and people in the current moment for granted because things can change quickly. This has been a very eye-opening realization to me. I have really become hyper aware of the fact that almost everything is temporary. People get older, our family gets older, we get older, things change. And so it's really important to appreciate how things are right now and that comes back to point number two that i shared lesson number two right which is focus on what's right in front of you instead of thinking there's always something better out there it's the same thing with things and people in your current moment right things aren't always going to be the way they are right now and so really try to not take them for granted and be really grateful for what you have and for the people around you and for the moments you're able to share with your loved ones because they're fleeting they're fleeting they aren't gonna be a part of your reality forever. And when you're able to just have this realization, you're able to really appreciate the moment more. And it might seem a little dark, maybe, but it has helped me a lot, especially when it comes to like time with my parents and my brother and Pedro and his family and friends of mine and my community in New York. It's like, I don't know if I'm gonna live in New York forever. I need to appreciate the moments that I have there right now because maybe one day I'll move. Probably will move because I know I'm not going to want to raise a family there. So I need to enjoy the moments that I have there right now. On a trip, right? A trip is temporary. That's a moment where we all become very hyper aware of this fleeting nature of life, right? Like you know a trip is going to end eventually. But a lot of the times we like kind of like I don't want to say gaslight ourselves, but like, we kind of elude ourselves, we forget, we like kind of like brush off this kind of like reality and the fact that things are temporary, we like try to ignore it out of maybe like protecting ourselves or not wanting to think about it. But when you actually allow yourself to think about it, you're able to realize that like you should be grateful for it right now and really enjoy it right now, especially when things are good, really enjoy the good times and really allow them to be good and I know not everyone has a close relationship with your family but if you do have a relationship with your family hold close to them and really really enjoy the moments you have of them whether it's a grandparent an aunt a cousin a parent like our family members get older and people's health aren't isn't always going to be a hundred percent good so if you're people around you whether it's friends or family if they're healthy really really cherish these moments be grateful for your health and the health of your loved ones and if they're not also be grateful for the moments that you do get to share with your loved ones because again they're really really valuable okay moving on number 19 Put things into perspective. A lot of times it's really easy to hyper fixate on things that aren't going well. It's really easy to hyperfixate on what's something that hasn't been achieved yet or hasn't been growing or hasn't been changing as fast as you want it to change. And you really forget to look around at everything else that is working, especially if you're a perfectionist, this happens a lot. And so something I had to really do for myself a lot of times this year, especially as a self-employed person, is put things into perspective. Is realize growth where it did happen instead of always looking at what wasn't ideal or what wasn't going so well. And I'll just give you an example for vulnerabilities sake, but also for context. This year, I... I was kind of struggling with like my approach to TikTok. I just like didn't really know how to show up within the platform. I have been doing TikTok the longest and I started in 2020 and the app was very different back then. And so I've just been like adjusting my strategy and the app kind of changed this year. The content that's out there changed a little bit. Like for example, like now there's a lot more like get ready with me's and talking videos and just a lot more creators out there and people are consuming content differently. And so I was like struggling a little bit with my strategy on there and i didn't really like grow my following on tiktok this year at all it stayed at the exact same number all year long which is totally okay but it bothered me for a very long time and then i had just had to realize that like even though my tiktok growth for example wasn't really the focus this year i grew a youtube channel from basically scratch i grew my coaching business i got to speak at like Certain events, I got to travel, I got engaged, I eloped, I experienced so many other amazing things in my life. I ran a half marathon, like all these things happened. And when I put all of that into perspective, and I was like, I was just focusing on other things, like I had just redirected my focus into other things, and those things did blossom. And so, even if TikTok stayed the same, a lot of other things went well. And so, remember to put things into perspective and don't be so hard on yourself because it can be really easy to fall to that. So I wanted to make sure I shared that. Number 20, this one I actually learned from my friend Kelly who I follow on TikTok and it really stuck with me and I loved it. Basically it's, take your thoughts to court. What this means is, don't believe every thought you have A lot of the times you're gonna have thoughts that aren't necessarily true. Maybe they're very self-judgmental. Maybe they're very anxious. Maybe they're just not true at all and you're just making up a story in your head. So take your thoughts to court. Ask yourself, is this a factual thought? Like, is this based on reality? Is this based on an actual fact? Would people be able to back this thought up if I took it to court? If this was like in a court, would there be witnesses? Really ask yourself like, Is this a real thought is this a valid thought and really question some of the things that you think because a lot of the times it's going to be your inner critic it's going to be your just judgmental perfectionistic self like just realize that not everything you think about is true number 21 silent cheerleaders exist this one was actually kind of funny that it came through when i was journaling silent cheerleaders exist a lot of the times You might feel like you're growing in silence or, you know, no one's supporting you or something like that, but there's probably someone who's admiring you in silence and maybe they don't have the courage to tell you. Maybe you're like kicking ass at work and everyone in the office is like intimidated by you and they admire you, but they don't want to come up to you and tell you that they admire you, but they're actually really, really like caught up in this like admiration and they really like look up to you. But just because they're not saying it to your face doesn't mean that they are not cheering you on or that they don't really look up to you. And that can apply to so many different things. And especially, you know, just keep in mind that some people don't have words of affirmation as their number one love language. Therefore, they might not tell you to your face that they look up to you or that they're proud of you or that they really admire what you're doing like they might not actually tell you but they might still be supporting you there's a lot of people that are probably doing that for you okay if you're in a funk this is what's gonna help you get out of this funk change things up try different things shake it up you're probably just caught up in routine you've been doing the same thing over and over and it just got boring so change it up shake it up also lean on your community lean on your loved ones lean on your journal write out everything that's been bothering you get it out on paper and then try to let it go and add newness into your life right like to shake things up it's just like add something new maybe just like change up your workout routine make a new playlist go through your closet and like clean it out do an everything shower get a haircut call a friend you haven't talked to in a while try new recipes try to buy new things at the grocery store go to a concert like try to add something new into your life and also step away from your phone a little bit a lot of funks are created by comparison a lot of funks are created from just being in this consumption mode and looking around at what everyone else is doing and getting out of touch with your own path so step away from your devices and also try to find quiet because that's where you will find answers And that's something I learned from my little funk that I had in July and August. It was in the moment when I like put my phone away and I was like sitting outside of in like the kind of like pool area of my parents' house in Florida. And I had this moment with myself and it was in that quiet where I didn't have any stimulation around me. I didn't have music around me. I didn't have my phone. I didn't have anyone around me that the answers came through. And I had that realization that I was lonely. So... Try to find quiet when you can, if you're in a funk. Okay, last but not least, point 23. What you are not changing, you are choosing. If there's something in your life right now that you're not proud of, that doesn't feel aligned anymore, that doesn't feel nourishing, that doesn't move you in the direction you want to go in, but it just doesn't feel good for you anymore. If you don't act in a different way, you're actually choosing that that thing, even if it's not good right? If you're not changing it, you are choosing it. And that's a little bit of tough love right there, but it's true. If you want a different result, you have to choose a different action. If you want something in your life to be different, you have to actually take action to change it. Because if you don't choose to change it, you're actually choosing to keep it as is. And again, if you want to leave it as is, if you want to maintain that thing in your life, that's totally fine. But if you don't want that thing to be a part of your life anymore, whether that's A job you hate, a toxic friend, a habit that doesn't serve you, or self-sabotaging behaviors. Like If you don't want that in your life anymore, you have to be proactive and you have to just make a change. Because if not, you are actually choosing that thing. And that is the last lesson of 2023 that I wanted to share with you guys today. Those were the things I learned this year. I hope you enjoyed. I know it was a little bit of a longer solo. But I'm never able to just talk about each point for like a singular minute. I always have to elaborate a little bit so that I can resonate a little bit more so that you can understand where I'm coming from or even to elaborate on like where I learned that thing from, like what moment in this year taught me that specific lesson. So yeah, if you guys enjoyed, definitely let me know. I would love to hear from you if you want to share with me which lesson you're taking away, if you want to comment that on the Spotify Q&A box or DM it to me. That would be awesome or if you want to send this episode to a friend that would also be super cool i am so excited for 2024 as i mentioned in the beginning of the episode i am going to spain on the day that this episode goes live actually and i'm going to be going there for new year's i'm meeting up with my family there pedro and his parents are coming as well and i think i am going to take the first week of January off of the podcast. So there will be no episode until I am back in New York. I will be back on January 9th. So once I'm back in action in New York, I will get back into the podcast. I just need to give myself an actual break from work. And so that's what I'll be doing. But I hope that you have an amazing end of year. I hope you take a moment to maybe write out what you learned in 2023 and if you want to you can also share that with me share something you learned so yeah i hope you guys have a beautiful day i will see you in 2024 and here's to a year of growth and of a lot of health for all of us i'll see you guys so soon i love you very much and don't forget to water yourself